Open your Bibles to Acts chapter 2. It was a great morning this morning, amen. We've got to pray that these new believers will f- understand the importance of coming back, amen. I keep praying for them, that they'll find out that Sunday night is important for them and Wednesday night's important for them. And that's something that we all know because we're here. But we've got to pray that they get that, amen, that revelation. And I want to talk about that tonight. This might have been something I could have done on a Sunday morning. But I try to preach on Sunday mornings because we know those kind of people are here that are what we call SMOs or visitors or people who've never been to church, especially on a day like baptism. I try to preach a good gospel message for salvation. But uh, sometimes these are the things they need to hear. And that's why we've got the fire starters and the discipleship and different things to try to get people plugged in. But I want to talk about fellowship tonight. You know, we always mention the fact that we are a fellowship of churches. And I want to talk about that word because I think a lot of us might not know what it means. And really from the Bible explain what it means. We know, uh, um, as you're getting to Acts chapter 2, we know Hebrews 10. Everybody quotes that scripture, do not forsake the assembling of ourselves together. Thank you, sweetie. As is the, the, the uh, custom of some. And this is admonishing one another even as the day grows closer. We need to, to tell each other how important it is to be in church. And so that's a, that's a verse that a lot of people quote, but we don't really know sometimes why it's important to be in church. So Acts chapter 2, verse 38, if you'll look there, shows us why. It's, this is the beginning of the church. And uh, we're going to have in a minute, I'm going to have my father-in-law come up and, and share something from his heart. He's going to be leaving tomorrow, him and my mother-in-law, to go back to Costa Rica, unfortunately. Um, we're going to miss them. But I know that he's got a little testimony he wants to share from his heart about how important it is to be in church. Amen. He learned that over the years. And I know it's been on his, the whole time he's been here, we talk about it a lot. And I said, I'm going to get you up there and talk one day. Stop telling me about it. I know. I want the other people to know how important it is. Amen. But he's a blessing, him and my mother-in-law. And uh, they're the greatest in-laws that anybody could have. They're wonderful, wonderful people. And I'm definitely going to miss them. I might miss them more than my wife. <laughs> we were talking about that today. She thinks, I think you might miss them more than I, I do. Not that she doesn't love them, but I really, really love them. Really, I'm going to miss them. My mother-in-law, man, she treats me good. Oh, she treats me good. And I just uh, thank God for them. Uh, so I'm going to have him come up in a second. But look at verse 38. Then Peter said to them, Repent, and let every one of you be baptized. We saw that this morning. In the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is to you and to your children, to all who are far off, as many as the Lord God will call. And then we see in verses 40 to 42 the the call of the church and the vision of the church. It says, And with many other words he testified and exhorted them, saying, Be saved from this perverse generation. And then those who gladly received his word were baptized. And that day about 3,000 souls were added to them. And this says, and they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine. And here's the key word, and fellowship. In the breaking of bread and in prayers. Then it goes on to say that fear came upon them and they had everything in common. And that daily the Lord was adding to the church those that should be saved. But I want to talk just for a moment about the word fellowship. We know, we say it all the time again, we are a part of a fellowship of churches. And we say it's so important to have 
fellowship, right? We understand that tonight. It's important to fellowship together. But maybe we don't really understand why. It's mentioned over 19 times in the New Testament, the word fellowship. And uh, we know that the words in the Bible, when they say a word for us in English, they have a greater meaning, obviously, when they go back to the root of the word, the root word of fellowship being Greek uh, in the New Testament. So we would want to look at what that word means and what it means to us in a greater meaning than just what it means to us. We could look around and say, here's what fellowship means to me, but the Greek word would have something deeper. And koinonia is the word in Greek, and the root word of it, fellowship, listen, means to hold something in common. So I'm going to give you uh, five or six things to write down about what the word fellowship means. Number one is to hold something in common. When you really look at the depth of that word, you see that as the book of Acts was talking there, it later on says they believed and had, in verse 44, all things in common. So we come together to church with a common goal. Come together to church to worship God. We come together in church to hear the word of God. We come together in church to sharpen each other. We come together in church to, to learn more about the Lord. We come together to church to pray. There's many things, but we're holding all those things in common. And this is why denominations exist. This is why fellowships exist. This is why there's different groups together that exist together because in, in different things, people hold different things more important than others. And obviously that's not God's plan. He wanted us all to be one big church. But this is why there are fellowships and why there are denominations, so to speak. Because people gather together and say, this is what we believe as a group. And this is what we hold to. And then if you are agreeing to that and part of that, then you say, yes, I agree with that too. And then others say, well, I don't agree with that. So they go find another place where they agree with everything. And I'm not talking about even sin stuff, just the vision. And we try to uh, stay along the vision of the Bible with our fellowship of churches, of Victory World Outreach. But it means we're holding something in common. Amos 3.3, 3, you've heard it before, says, two can't walk together unless they agree. So we say, okay, I'm holding together the fact that prayer is important and, and the preaching of the word is important and prayer, praise and worship is important and coming together to the house of the Lord is important. So we hold something in common. The second one of fellowship, the word fellowship, still from the Greek word koinonia, means, uh, it's interesting how word can mean so many different things. This one describes, for example, corporations, partners in a law firm, and the intimacy of marriage. Drawing from those things, we're seeing that in fellowship, there is this very important asset, aspect in church. The, the uh, needing and dependency of each other. When we get into fellowship in the church, we begin to realize, I need somebody else, and somebody else needs me, and I'm dependent on somebody else, not, not for the strength of your belief, but just the fact that we walk together in unity, and I'm dependent on someone else, and someone else is dependent on me. So it's a dependence on more than one individual. That's why God said in his word, where two or more are gathered together in his name, there he is in the midst. It's one, more than one, has to be at least two to be fellowship. You can't fellowship with yourself. 
Okay, people that see that just destroys the whole Lone Ranger mentality that a lot of people had. I just heard someone today, I don't remember even where I heard it, but it was in, in passing of someone saying, uh, I think it was Pastor Dylan telling me someone from his church was mentioning their husband said, I, we, can, we can read the Bible at home, or I can read the Bible at home, or I can pray at home. And when you have that mentality, you don't have a mentality of biblical fellowship. Because that means one or more persons together in fellowship. You can have fellowship with two. You can have fellowship with three, but you can't have fellowship by yourself. You say, well, I'll have fellowship with the Lord. Yes, that's great. It sounds great. But he wants us to fellowship with more than one person. He wants us to fellowship with other people. Amen? Number three, fellowship is, this is important. We saw here in verse uh, 39, he said, the promise is to you and to your children, to all who are far off, as many as the Lord God will call, he says, you shall receive the free gift of the Holy Spirit. How many know that the Holy Spirit moving and, and being free in our services and in our fellowship is very important? That the Holy Spirit moves. And this is an important thing because uh, how many have a car? Amen? How many drive that car and know that there's something in that car that's moving it called an engine? And no matter how good your engine is, it has to have what? What does that engine have to have to stay alive? Oil, oil is the symbol of the Holy Spirit. Oil is what keeps that engine from breaking. I learned that lesson at 16 years old, for those of you that don't know the story. I had a nice brand new Volkswagen bug, but brand new for me. It's 1964, my very first car. I was very, very proud of that car. I paid $300 for it. I had gotten it painted beautiful light gray i had put my own sunroof in it i had nice custom seats it was dropped to the ground i don't know if anybody was remembers those days when the bugs would be dropped to the ground and the wheels would kind of go out a little bit and they looked really cool and i loved that car and i had really put a lot of love into it and i finally got it fixed up it took this I, my my dad and me were talking about this the other day i had a guy in the church his his father painted it and i couldn't afford a lot and he took forever to paint that car. I'm talking like three or four months. And for a teenager, that's three or four years. I mean, I'm waiting every day for him to get this car painted and finished. And he just took forever. He did a really good job, but he took forever and finally got it painted. I don't think I had that car a week. And, and I was driving down the road from, the, from church on the freeway. I was happy. I was going about 60. I was just like enjoying my car. And all of a sudden I heard, all those noises and smoke not from the front from the back because the engine's in the back i looked back and smoke was coming into the car and all of a sudden it died and i pulled over to the side of the road and had a funeral i had never put any oil in it since i had gotten it lesson learned amen i always get my oil changes on time now but the idea behind that is that had a great engine and a great car, but there was no oil to make that engine stay lubricated and stay flowing the right way. The Holy Spirit is what keeps a church with all its pieces working together. Amen. And we need the Holy Spirit to have true fellowship. Here's the point about this. The word fellowship was never even mentioned as far as God's relationship with us before the New Testament. There was not that word of fellowship and intimacy to God before the Holy Spirit fell on the day of Pentecost. And so we got something as the New Testament church that the Old Testament did not have. They did not have the intimacy with God that we do called the Holy Spirit. Number four, unity. 
we see here in these verses something that we strive for, but we understand is very difficult to have everything in common. When you think about the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit fell, and there was 120 people. This morning we had 135 people in here this morning. That, just picture that many people in a service for 10 days. That many people this morning for 10 days waiting for the power of the Holy Spirit to fall and them saying they had everything in common. Can you imagine that? That means that they were in one accord and in one spirit and, 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 and it might have been that it wasn't immediate because maybe that's why it took 10 days for it to fall. It took some working out. It took some time. But, but they were praying. And when they became unified, the Holy Spirit fell. And that's another aspect of uni, uni, uh, fellowship is inner unity. Okay? Inner unity. Now I'm going to give you one more verse. The only verse I'm going to give you off this before I bring my phone up on this particular thing is the inner aspect of fellowship. If you read 1 Corinthians 1.9, for example, says, God is faithful through whom you were called into fellowship with his son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Now write this down in your notes. This is powerful and important. My personal relationship with Jesus directly affects my relationship with others. Okay, my personal relationship with Jesus directly affects my relationships with others. So I have to have a personal unity with the Lord. And when I bring a personal unity with the Lord into a church service, something happens. If you ever wonder why, maybe some days we maybe feel the Spirit more than others, or some day it seems like God moved more than others, there may be a piece of that that we all individually brought in a unity of our relationship with the Lord that week that was stronger than a week before or another time. When that dynamic happens, that everybody has been in the word and been in prayer, and we have that inner unity with the Lord, and we bring that into a church service, that's when the dynamic of the power of the Holy Spirit moves. Amen? And if we'll all always be striving for that, then we'll see more of revival. Number five, fellowship means doing it together. Doing it together. We see this embodied in what we do in rallies we see this at conference in, in october and we've seen it for the last two years here in denton when all these churches and all these members and all these believers come together to one place and we have a rally we see us working together when we saw as robert set up the offering us be able to pledge uh, faith promises of $22,000. That was us doing it together. There's no way any of us could get $22,000 by ourselves for Africa. But together, we came together in a spirit of unity and we made faith promises. And as a body, we raised $22,000. And the rest of the churches are doing the same thing. And somehow we're going to get $250,000 because we're striving together. We can do more together than we can do by ourselves under that word is the word contribution sharing and participation and number six the last one is fulfilling God's will when we come together to fellowship we are fulfilling God's will we're doing the work of the kingdom of God amen papito venga I'm gonna ask my father-in-law to come up here and I'm gonna see if I can translate in Spanish see if I can understand him I got 20, if I can understand anybody, it's this man. I got 23 years of listening to him. Amen. Entendiste todo? 
Casi todo. Sorry. Testing, 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 testing. There we go. Testing. Bueno, queridos hermanos, el tiempo se llegó. Well, my time came, brothers and sisters. Mi esposa y yo tenemos que regresar a Costa Rica. My wife and I are going to go back to Costa Rica. Um, fue un tiempo maravilloso estar con ustedes. It's been a great time to be with you guys. Realmente disfruté de estar en su compañía. I love being with you guys and being in fellowship with you. Gente muy linda, muy hermosa. You are Cristo. beautiful people, wonderful people. En el Señor Jesucristo. In Jesus' name. Um, nos duele mucho irnos, de verdad. It's very tough for us es to go. Muy duro de gente It's very hard for us to leave mucha, such good people. Mucha gente buena aquí. A lot of good people in this church. Y me da mucho gusto saber que mi yerno, este pastor aquí. It gives me great joy to know that my son-in-law, this pastor, this pastor here, ha hecho un trabajo maravilloso. Has done a great ustedes. work here. Y bueno. No él. Not me, not him. El poder del the power of the Holy Spirit that's in every one of us. Y han su How you guys have opened up your hearts to the Holy Spirit para tener esta to have this beautiful congregation. Eh, gente como los Paul, Precious people like Paul los and Ayala, Brenda, allá, the Ayalas, los Thomas, ahí, the Thomas, Brian, Christina, Brian, well, you know the names. Brian, su esposa, Brian. Yeah, yeah. Okay. No, no. I said no. Oh, the two Brian's. The two Brian's well. and their wives. <laughs> Brian and Brian there, and how is it called? Joy. Joy. Dwayne. Myra. Dwayne. Mayra. Eso no. Aquella no. Those people Eso over there, no. no. Not so no. much. <laughs> Eso no los queremos nada. We don't really like them that much. Oh, man. <laughs> los amamos. We love you guys. Oh, esa familia ya Johnny su esposa. Johnny wow. and his wife, Frank, Jennifer, everybody, oh, everybody. tanta gente linda, everybody. esa chiquilla ahí, um, Susan, Susan Fuentes, Susan Fuentes, Laura and Chris, Drowney, esa mujer allá, su prima, Kendra, wow, Judy, oh, Robert and Martha, Robert <laughs> Starr. No, I just know. Those guys there, <laughs> I don't know. Bueno, nunca hablo de ellos, pero sí veo lo que hacen ellos. I've never talked to them, Tal but I see what decir, they do. Ah, esos muchachos no son espirituales y eso, y, y están en sus cosas del mundo. Pero bueno, les, les aseguro que esos muchachos comparados con muchos otros del mundo he says people mess with them a lot son but they're muchos, here serving son God muy and they're good guys and they're following their parents Otra persona que agradezco desde el primer día que estuve aquí que me que me saludó, que me dijo que me podía ayudar, que me dijo que tantas cosas el señor Rob Star. Another person who was really open to me and really welcomed me when I first got here was Gracias, Robert Star. Thank you. Gracias. Wow. Esa mujer que está ahí, maravillosa también. Usted, sí, sí, no, yes, no. Yes, no. you, yes, you. You, you, you. you. <laughs> sí. Y, bueno, y tantos otros que no están aquí, los Guzmán, la familia Guzmán, que todos ustedes saben. The Guzmán bueno, family. Bueno, todos lo disfrutamos ahora en el almuerzo, en la comida con tacos. We all enjoyed lunch today. Cuál, cuál bueno son. 
Vea, tienen, realmente tienen una buena embardada aquí. Esa chiquilla que vino aquí, This la he visto right crecer here. espiritualmente. I've seen you grow and I've seen you make just, ah, just, just yeah, Jamila. Jimena. Cómo venía llorando aquí los primeros cultos. Siempre venía llorando. Just give everything. Wow, y ahora la veo sirviendo y, y ella ministrando a otros. Praying for other people. Eso es maravilloso. It's great. Tal vez ustedes tienen muchas cosas pequeñas que ya no las miran porque están acostumbradas a verlas, pero yo vengo de afuera. Maybe you guys are used to seeing all these good things, <laughs> but I'm soy, coming from the outside and I'm seeing this yo church. Mu, yo soy muy observador. And I really watch things. Me gusta ver las cosas y soy muy observador. Ahora les voy a decir por qué. And and I really observe things and I want to tell you why. Y esto va a ser como un consejo o un testimonio y un consejo para. And this ustedes. is going to be kind of a testimony and a counsel or a word of 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 knowledge for your wisdom. Y puede, eh, lo que me pasó a mí puede pasar a cualquier persona Hace muchos años yo era muy interesado en las cosas de Dios. Many, many years ago I was very interested in the things of God. Tenía siempre estudiando la, la Biblia, tenía cinco Biblias diferentes para I had like five different Bibles and I studied the Bible all the time. Orando las noches en I was casa, always praying solas, in my house, praying for different people. Y disfrutaba la presencia de Dios en la vida and, de mi familia. And really understanding and loving the presence of God. Yo no quiero hablar esto por hablar mal de alguien que bueno, de todas maneras no conocen ustedes, pero para que no pase en este I don't, I don't want to talk bad about anything or anybody, but I don't want this to happen to anybody else. Um, en una ocasión y yo digo que es solamente del diablo. In one occasion, I know this is the devil that ha this happened. Porque la iglesia a lo que yo asistía era un pastor intachable. I was going to a church where Él the pastor was really good and a really great family. Todo estaba bien allá. Everything was good there. Era una iglesia ordenada. It was a very organized church. No podíamos poner un check de de out de de check de de decir no esto 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 y eso está mal no todo todo está bien. We couldn't say that that things were wrong in the church. Pero en una ocasión alguien que yo pensaba que era mi mejor amigo. But in one occasion somebody who I really thought was my best friend. Me acuerdo que él empezó un movimiento en contra de esa iglesia. He started a movement against the church. Y empezó a sacar gente de esa iglesia. And he began to pull people away from the church. Y y me sacó a mí. And he pulled me out. Estúpidamente yo hice caso a él. And being stupid, I for some reason followed him. I should have never done that. It was my fault. Tenía, no tenía por qué haber hecho caso a él. I didn't have a reason to follow him pulling people out. Y cada vez que alguien salía de la iglesia por causa de él. And every time somebody would leave the church because of his talking. Él se alegraba. He would be happy. Um, porque él quería que la iglesia se cerrara. And he really wanted to see the church closed. Y no sé por qué nunca le habían hecho nada. They never no did entiendo. anything wrong. I really don't know why. Pero déjenme decirles cuando la obra es de Dios nadie la va a cerrar. But when the work is of God nobody's going to touch Esa it. Esa iglesia creció. The church grew. Y tienen su, hasta tener su propio edificio muy lindo, su propio terreno, como construyeron un edificio y sigue trabajando la obra de Dios. And they kept working on the work of God. Porque cuando la obra es de Dios, because nadie when, when the work is of God, puede cerrarla. Yo nobody digo, can close it. Y yo le digo honestamente, nunca se metan a atacar las cosas de Dios. And I say, don't ever attack the things of God. Porque el pago es muy duro. Because the consequences are very muy, hard, muy very difficult. Entonces lo, lo que yo les digo es eh, mi consejo para ustedes, yo no soy nadie, no no me siento I'm not anybody. 
pero mi consejo por, por my, mi propia experiencia es nunca hablen mal de la iglesia don't talk about, bad about nunca the church. hablen mal del pastor don't talk bad about the pastor. nunca hablen mal de otro hermano don't talk bad about porque other todos people. somos iguales Because we're all the si same. fuéramos perfectos no estaríamos If we were perfect, none no of hay us gente would be perfecta here. en el mundo si fuéramos perfectos Jesús no hubiera venido If we were perfect, Jesus wouldn't have came. cuando tenga un problema con otro hermano vaya y de, a, Hermano, tengo un problema con ustedes. Si lo arreglan, you, it, se abrazan, hug, y se perdonan, forgive, y ahí terminó. And leave it there. Si es el problema más grande, bueno, y no pueden arreglar entre los dos. Llamen al pastor, pastor y a otro hermano más, si brother, y arreglenlo ahí. And fix it right there. Pero no corran eso como veneno por la iglesia. But don't take it as Porque les aseguro. Yo les aseguro, les aseguro por lo que yo he visto a través de mis años que ustedes lo van a pagar. El que haga eso lo va a pagar, téngalo por seguro. Se lo aseguro. Yo he vivido eso. Y es muy duro. Las consecuencias son muy duras. Muchas gracias por habernos recibido con ustedes. Los queremos mucho. Los llevamos en el corazón. Esperamos regresar. We no hope to come back soon. Pero estoy muy feliz de ver que la congregación está creciendo. But I'm very happy to have seen that the church is growing for the glory of God. Y para beneficio de todos ustedes. And for the benefit of all of you. Porque el crecimiento en Cristo es para el crecimiento de, de, de cada uno. The, de the growth in Jesus is, is important for every one of us individually. Muchas gracias, hermanos. Y ahora yo quisiera hacer una oración. Thank you. I want to uh, 